Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Fight Like a Girl. This is Rav, and I'm coming to you from my bedroom, as usual. Hi, guys. It's Ella here, and I am once again coming to you from my wardrobe. No surprises there. We're still in lockdown, but... uh, Surviving. Surviving, exactly. (laughs) We, again, are here on our own. Um, I know we haven't had our resident Kiwi, Bianca, on the podcast for the last couple of weeks. So I thought we'd quickly jump into that before diving into the episode. You know, we really love doing the podcast and bringing you guys new content every week, but the podcast isn't our full-time jobs. You know, the three of us do have careers outside of being professional podcasters, but yeah, you know, so it, it obviously does chew into a lot of our time not complaining we love bringing you guys the content but um unfortunately you know the time that's required for the podcast just isn't something that b was able to dedicate time to right now she's going to be taking a bit of a step back from the podcast but i'm sure that you guys might hear from her every now and then as a bit of a guest appearance on the show yeah exactly we miss you b but we will push on without you and hopefully you can come back soon Anyway, I know we've had a bit of a break since our last episode. So what's been going on, Ella? Not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Like I said, still in lockdown, so nothing really changing there. I'm double vaxxed, which is exciting. We're in week 10 of lockdown now, and I'm really starting to sort of lean into lockdown life. It's taken me a while, but I'm really trying to focus on myself right now Mm. and trying to make sure that I move my body each day and limit my kind of screen time and all that sort of stuff because honestly it it can just all just seem like 
one day blurs into the next when you're working from home, only going outside for an hour a day. It can all just sort of bleed into one and you feel like you're losing your mind a little bit. So I've just been really trying to um, protect myself a bit more and look after myself a little bit more. And I'm really starting to feel the benefits of that. So very much a a me week, a self-care week for me. What about you, Rev? That's actually such a good idea to take a bit of time out for yourself. For me, end of month is like crazy season. So yeah, I've been really, really pumped at work. But amongst all of that, I've still managed to find some time for online shopping. And (laughs) I am now a proud owner of a Dyson. Ooh, we love it. What kind? What Dyson did you get? Uh, A V8, I think. Oh yeah, nice. My my parent, I think my parents have the same one, and their house is a lot bigger than mine. And I was like, if if it works in your house, it'll work for my little one bedroom apartment. So. Oh, totally. They're so good. I have the V seven, I think, the one underneath yours, okay. and um, it's amazing. It's like I vacuum like several times a day. <laughs> I'm just so excited to not have a cord. The God, we're so fucking old, hey. Like. That I'm getting excited about. You know you're old when you get excited about vacuums, that's for sure. So other than that, I have got my blood test results from the test I did the other week. And? No surprises on my iron levels because I'm notorious for just being low in iron all the time. Even though I eat a lot of meat, it's weird. I'm constantly just low in iron. Definitely need to pump some iron into me, which I'm working on. And I was very surprised at my AMH results. So I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be really low and I was going to have to go into panic mode. And apparently for somebody my age, the normal level is about 14 and my levels were 16. Wow, Rav, that's exciting. So I am fertile. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to fertilize me? (laughs) Uh, No one. Oh, wow. That's look, that's, I know it's sort of early days and everything like that. You don't even know if you're going to go down that kind of route, so to speak, but it's good to know that you're above average in that regard and you don't need to kind of fly into a panic or anything like that. That's exciting. Yeah. Like I definitely did think about it as soon as I got the results. That was the first thing that came to my mind that, oh, like I have lots of eggs. Let's get them out and get them into a freezer. Right. But I thought about the process and I don't even think I could consider it until after lockdown because you've got to like give yourself hormone injections and stuff. And I'm so scared of needle. I can't do it on my own. Someone's going to have to inject me. Yeah, it's quite um, it's quite involved. And I think you feel a little bit sick from it as well. Um, but I've had a friend who's done it and yeah, the jabbing yourself was kind of quite confronting. So if- did she do it herself? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I know a lot of people do, but I am so scared of needles. When I get blood tests, I always look away. And the thought of having to just watch myself injecting myself, I, I couldn't. I think I'd pass out. What about like Botox and stuff? Does that, do those needles freak you out? Well, I've got my eyes closed when they do that. Ah. It still hurts. Don't get me wrong. But I, like when they're doing my lips, I, I my eyes are closed, even though her hands are so close to my face. When she's doing my Botox, my eyes are closed. It fucking hurts. I can't keep my eyes open when they're doing that. So it's like the sight of the needle going in that freaks you out, not so yeah. much the needle because, yeah, you can obviously handle the pain and everything like that. Oh, yeah. I have a really high pain tolerance. It's more the concept of an injection. Yeah. I don't like to see it. It freaks me out. I can't even watch it on TV. If I see people getting injected, I'm like, look away. You feel faint? Are you going to faint? Yeah. I feel really queasy. Yeah. So 
could you just imagine like me trying to do that? Oh, and then God. I'm just like on the floor, passed out. Passed with out a and, you know, like don't turn up to work the next day. Everyone's like, is Raph okay? Is she alive? <laughs> is she alive? <laughs> yeah, well, look, I think that's a good call. I think wait till um, you can have like a spotter or something, or at least I can jab you. If you need. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't need a spotter. I need someone to jab me. <laughs> I'll jab you. I'll Thank bloody you. do it. Well, quickly going back to your point about detoxing from social media and, you know, taking some time out for yourself. I also tried to do something like that this week, but I didn't last very long, not because I have no self-control, but because I read read this article that really piqued my interest about people's sexual activities in lockdown. And I just wanted to get a bit of a pulse check as to, you know, whether like a small sample size, okay, my friends on Instagram if it was similar, um, you know, if they were sort of feeling the same thing. But just to sort of summarise what I read, the there was an article that the BBC put out that was focusing predominantly on people in relationships and it found that during lockdown um, there was like this initial spike in sexual activity, which, you know, was a natural reaction to people, you know, coping with the stress of like uncertainty that comes with lockdowns and stuff. But over time, like as the pandemic drew out, that stress starts to turn into disillusionment and depression. So then it tends to have the opposite effect. And the survey that was conducted in this article was including people over the age of 18. um, And it was across 57 different countries. And it found that people had reported increased pandemic related stresses and they also reported a decrease in sexual desire for their partners I found that really interesting like obviously I'm not in a relationship so I didn't have a comparison point but I have a lot of friends who are and I just wanted to yeah just without being you know pervy find out from people (laughs) prying into people's (laughs) sex lives no I totally um agree with you. I think it's fascinating. And I'm really glad we're actually talking about it because I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. Mm. Those statistics, no one's asked me, but I'll dive right in. I am in a relationship and we are not having, certainly not having as much sex as we were at the beginning of the pandemic. I think at the beginning of the pandemic last year, there was a little bit of like of a novelty around it. We'd Oh, what's this weird and exciting kind of what's happening with the world yeah sure I'll stay home like Mm. okay and then you know we were spending more time with our partner than ever before and it was a little bit exciting and there was nothing else to do so we were kind of like hey but then now we're 18 months down the track and we're still in this kind of position and it's you know all those feelings of anxiety disillusionment depression are all creeping in like we have been in this holding pattern for 18 months and the novelty has well and truly worn off. So I can 100% relate to this. And I'm I'm really glad to actually hear that I'm not the only one because you start to think, oh God, is it, you know, is it because I'm constantly in track pants every day that <laughs> I no longer have any kind of sexual allure? Oh my God, Ella, I can attest to you looking like a babe in sweatpants. Stop it. <laughs> um, no, I just, yeah, I'm definitely putting my hand up and saying, certainly not having uh, more sex this time around I don't know does it work for the same for single people like Rav what's the story with you have you been having more or less in this sort of most recent lockdown um I would say less because 
I mean, look, it definitely hasn't gone up. Let's put it that way. Because yeah, like I, I saw the results of the poll that I put up, you know, obviously this article that I'm talking about was focusing on people in relationships. But when I put up the poll on my story on Instagram, it was very much just positioned towards everyone, like whether you're single or in a relationship, but the, it was like two parts of the question. So are you having more sex? If you said yes or no, are you in a relationship or not? And you know, to make you feel even better, Ella, everyone that said that they weren't having more sex was in a relationship. Oh, thank God. Um, and then, <laughs> but weirdly, what surprised me to some degree was that the people who said that they were having more sex weren't in relationships. It just backs up what the article said, right? People who are in relationships are probably in each other's spaces all the time. So it's like mm. you're just constantly there yeah. um, and you almost become part of the furniture in a way, right, to each other. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not in a relationship, I think it sort of prolongs that excitement or like honeymoon phase, if you want to call it that. If, if yeah. you're not in a relationship, it's like you get to just experience that over and over, whether it's with the same person or if you're seeing different people, which P.S. you shouldn't be. We're in a lockdown. But... <laughs> no judgment, but also we're in a lockdown. So To, to answer your question, Ella, no, I, I haven't been having more sex in lockdown, but I'm clearly not representing the single population based on this survey that I did <laughs> poll. people are clearly banging it's just not me um me. <laughs> <laughs> this time around this time around normally I'm right up there I promise you guys <laughs> but Ella, okay I've got a question for you then what would you say is a good way for people who maybe are experiencing a bit of a dry spell or a bit of a change in their sexual appetites at the moment? Like what are some ways that you can sort of address that with your partner? Look, well, I'm no, I'm no relationship expert, but I know what, what sort of works for me. And I, and I know I can identify the things that have made me feel unsexy about, you know, in this most recent lockdown. So things like not being able to do the sort of self-care that, you know, we would normally do, whether that's getting your nails done, getting your eyelashes done, whatever it is, that's been taken away. You associate that with self-care and also looking good you know your partner might tell you you look exactly the same as you did pre-lockdown but it doesn't matter if you don't feel like you're doing those like sort of ritual things that made you feel good about yourself it can really impact your confidence and Mm. you know you need confidence to want to you know be intimate with your partner so for me it's just things like I think it's important to make sure that even if it's just one day a week maybe it's the Saturday you know, getting yourself together, get, you know, doing your hair and makeup, putting on something nice, having an actual date night with your partner where you have dinner and drinks and it's like no other distractions. You're not just sitting in front of the TV together or whatever. And it's like actually trying to bring back some of that date style vibes to your relationship because yeah. ordinarily we'd be doing those sorts of things. You would be going out to dinner with your partner or, you know, going on a date with your partner. So I think it's about incorporating some of that back into your day so that it's not just this flow on from working all day. Um, That's certainly working for me. And there's obviously all the other stuff you can do with, you know, lingerie lingerie and sexy toys and all that sort of stuff. So that certainly works as well, can confirm. But yeah, I'd be interested to hear what everyone else is doing to keep the spark alive in lockdown. Yeah, we'll pop up a little question box. So I'd be keen to read those too. Not that I'm going to be using any of them, but I'll read. What do you mean? So you're, uh, you said you're not having, oh, okay, you said you're not having m- as much sex as you normally would, which is understandable because of lockdown. Does that mean you're not dating? Like are people still on dating apps and stuff, even in lockdown? 
I mean, to be honest, like to, I'm not really meeting new people through dating apps or anything like that, but I think people are starting to go back to maybe like meeting people the old fashioned way. And and I say this because, so I happen to live in one of the affected LGAs for COVID. So I get to go out for an hour of freedom. Lucky me. Oh my God. It sounds like you're in, it's literally sounds like you're in jail. It's so sad. I'm literally in solitary confinement. (laughs) I typically go out for like a walk or a run or whatever. And I have been going the same way for almost the last 10 weeks. And there's this guy that I always will cross paths with because we must like be on the same schedule for work or whatever. And we happen to be out at the same time. And I've noticed him like he's a tall, nice looking guy. (laughs) Have you heard that saying where you're like, where people say, if you make eye contact with somebody on a plane, that's your age. There's this weird sexual tension. Mm, Totally. I've done it a million times. (laughs) And on trains and stuff. Yeah, it's 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 almost like that same vibe. And I was starting to be a bit like, okay, this is just in my head. I clearly just haven't seen people in a while, so just carry on. I think this was on Sunday. It was over the weekend at some point. And I was waiting at the lights to cross and he came up behind me, took his headphones out and was like, hey. And I was really caught off guard because it was just weird to have another human like interaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like jumped, caught me Maybe so off fright. Yeah. Yeah. We got chatting, you know, he said he had seen me and was like, are you in the area? And I was like, well, yeah, obviously, you know, can't go wider than 5K. So clearly must be in the area. <laughs> Good chat, bud. Yeah. He was trying, look, A for effort. Yeah. Then he asked for my number if I, we wanted to go for like a run together. Oh, bless. And I just panicked. You didn't give it to him? No, because... I just panicked. I'm not used to this. People, firstly, we've been in lockdown for so long. And secondly, it just feels like dating apps have just taken over the way that people meet people these days that like having somebody come up to you organically is such a foreign feeling. For sure. Other than when you're in a club, we all get hit on in bars and stuff. But that almost, again, just goes back to feeling quote unquote normal. When there's no alcohol involved, I look like I'm sick right now with the <laughs> lack of lashes. And I was the greasy yeah. hair. You're like, are you sure, hun? You sure you want? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're beautiful. You look amazing. And so how did you get out of this? Like The light went off and I just was like, oh my God, you're so funny. That's literally my response to everything. Whenever somebody says something that makes me uncomfortable, I just say, you're so funny. And I like <laughs> exit the scene. <laughs> the same thing happened to me that time I was getting a COVID test. And the guy who was giving me the COVID test as he's putting the swab in my throat was like, you've got really nice lips. <gasps> Are you serious? Yeah, it was so awkward. And I don't have much of a gag reflex, but that made me choke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Have I not told you this story? You've never told me this. No one's asking for my number when they're swabbing me. Jesus Christ. This was just weird. This was so unprofessional as well. Like, And I don't even know what the dude looked like because he was in a hazmat suit. Jesus, that's so brazen. I love it. And what are you supposed to say to that as well? Like, because you're not exactly primed to speak when there's like a prod going in your mouth. I choked and I smacked his hand out of the way, which I'm sure I'm not allowed to touch. <gasps> and then was like laughing because I didn't know what else to do. That's your like natural response to dealing with I uncomfortable just situations. <laughs> yeah, I just laugh. I'm that person that laughs every time something awkward is happening. And then he went in again. He went in again. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I did ask him afterwards, were you just trying to distract me? Because it's not comfortable, like COVID mm. tests suck. I was like, were you just trying to distract me or were you hitting on me? And he was like, oh, bit of both. You know, he, he was straight up like I was hitting on you. Again, I was like, that's funny and wound my window up. And then drove away. <laughs> oh, God, wow, this is too good. Look at you just getting bloody, you know, guys picking you up left, right and centre just during mundane lockdown things i mean i really am jealous ella and i went on a walk on the weekend and the amount of dudes that were checking out ella while we we're walking you're hot chill but to you it might feel a bit like oh this is happening and it's such a big deal but i don't think it would be if dating apps hadn't changed the way that we're dating at the moment you know i feel like they were almost meant to be like a bit of a way to help you meet people but i think the focus has shifted to it being the only way that people are looking to meet people now. Oh, totally. There's positives for the dating apps, absolutely. But there's so, in my opinion, so many more negatives come out of it. Like it's killed the art of, like you're saying, meeting somebody organically. Like now we're, we get a genuine like fright if someone <laughs> approaches us in public or speaks to us, you know, whereas back in the day, that's, that was just, the norm and that's how you met people and I you know I I've only really ever met my you know boyfriends that way as well just organically mm. so it's all I've really ever known and heaven forbid I ever have to go back on dating apps I'll I won't know what to do did you ever have a stint on dating apps I think I was on tinder for like 24 hours once <laughs> oh shit you picked up that quick <laughs> <laughs> I just was like oh god the unsolicited dick pics the the small talk that you have to do with people and I just no everyone just this I don't mean to be negative but everyone just disappoints me you know no one ever really just knocked my socks off with their hello chat I'm very lucky in a sense that my social circles and everything like that meant that I do mix with a lot of people Mm. so it's easy for me to meet someone in that way but I appreciate for a lot of people their circumstances mean they don't get to meet people organically And that's when I think that, you know, the apps are really important for them. But I just hope it hasn't killed the art of picking up naturally for people because I don't want guys to be deterred. You know what I mean? I don't think it's that they're necessarily deterred. I think it's more that they just don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like they're out of practice is probably the best way to put it because they haven't had to do it. Because I think back to I've only had one relationship from the dating apps, which was the person that I married. And that was what like. Oh God, that was back in 2014, 15, whatever it was when I used it. So they've been around for so long, which is for some people, you know, it's most of their prime dating life that they've been using these apps if they've not had a serious relationship in that time. So I think it really hinders the way your development from a dating or like approaching the opposite or same sex. I have obviously used them sporadically since being single and I've just had the worst experience with pickup lines or just the comments that people make on there. The very first thing that I get asked within three messages is, what's your nationality, hun? (gasps) Firstly, do you even know what the word nationality means? I know. Oh, my God. The ignorance. Nationality, background, heritage, not the same thing. Completely different things. Why are people asking you this? And why is it? so pressing for them and they're like in the first couple of you know questions why are they asking you this the why probably because I don't look white so if you're not white then it's like where are you from Mm -hmm. so I always get what's your background or 
what's your nash? And it's like, what? oh, it's disgusting, honestly. And and I don't want this to come across as I'm embarrassed or anything in any way of my heritage. It's got nothing to do with that. But I'm sorry, like if you're meeting somebody new for the first time, how is that the very first question that comes to your mind? You have to have more to you than that. 100%. And I think for a lot of people, like, look, I'm quote unquote white and I don't really have a ethnic heritage of any kind. And people say, oh, where, you know, what's your background? I'm like, oh, I don't know, English, I guess, you know, so I... I'm pretty I'm as white as they come. But um, a, a few years ago, I read an article where all these different Australians with heritage, you know, Asian heritage and, you know, all that sort of stuff were basically saying that it's actually really offensive to them to be asked straight up where they're from. It was quite eye-opening to me because I've, I've never really understood that to be something that's offensive to people and it was so I was really happy to to learn that and go oh my god it was like I I had to check myself and be like actually that is really offensive and yeah for example my sister as some of you know one of my sisters is adopted from South Korea but she's been brought up in Australia she doesn't have an accent she's you know the only thing about her is that she looks Asian and the amount of people growing up or that I still meet to this day who are like oh, your sister doesn't sound Asian. And I, I just roll my eyes and go, oh, my God. So ignorant. I know. Honestly. I know. So, look, it, there's still, it just goes to show that, like, I even had something to learn, even though I've got a sister who is of a different, quote, background. <laughs> I hope that um, it's eye-opening to some other people because I never understood that it was offensive. And it really is because yeah. we're all bloody Australian. It doesn't matter. Like, we've all come from somewhere. So why does it Why does it have to be the first thing you ask someone? To be completely honest with you, when it comes to dating apps and stuff, obviously I get it. Like, the only medium you have is a visual medium. Mm. I, I get why curiosity is killing the cat in this sense. Mm. But it's not the first thing that I would want to know about someone. Like, I could think of so many things that I could ask someone especially when you're putting up, you know, five, six pictures, whatever it is on your profile, there's got to be other things that you can find to ask that person using their prompts on their profiles or whatever it may be, other than what's your background. I don't know if it's them thinking that it's them paying you like a I don't know, like a backhanded compliment in a way, which ties into microaggression. And and just want to put a little disclaimer out there as well. I downloaded Hinge again the other week just for this episode because I knew that this would happen. So this guy asked me what sports were my strengths. Then straight up before I've even had a chance to answer the question was like, don't say cricket, ha, 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 ha. And I knew the minute he said it, I knew it had something to do with me being Indian. And I was just like, why cricket? That's so random. And he literally wrote, because you're Indian. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Oh my so this God. is just like regu- a regular thing that happens to you where they make those little, for people out there who don't know, by the way, I know microaggressions is a bit of a misleading term. I know a lot of people are a little bit confused about what it means. I think, is that like just passive aggressive behavior? No, it's it's sort of the a term to describe people who say racist things when they don't mean to it's just innately kind of racist statements so it's just being ignorant about what you're saying yeah I I get 
I've had many times that I'm way too pretty to be Indian. Like that's a quote. That's a quote. Like when I used to work in office environment or when I used to see people face to face, the amount of times I would get that comment because for some reason people always wanted to ask what my background was. And then the minute I would say what it was, it was, oh, you're so pretty for an Indian. And it's like, have you fucking been to India? Like, have you... First of all, who are you comparing me to? What's your comparison point here? Because if you've seen any Indian actresses, you're dumb. Like they're so beautiful. They are stunning. Oh, that's so shocking. Honestly, I'm just floored by that. That's so crazy. The worst part is when you're on a first date, you think you've found like an all right one because they haven't asked you that when you're like (laughs) vetting them online first and then they'll come out with that in person which actually probably not a bad idea to touch on this topic now because I know we put some feelers out for some horrible first date stories so Ella do you have any? I mean I just feel like nothing compares to those awful stories but I've had a few doozy some funny and some a bit like that's just not on once this is like years ago probably five years ago and um he was this tall doctor and I was like oh exciting went basically we went on like an escape room um as well as some drinks or something but I met him at his house basically before we went and I came up to use the bathroom and his house was like super clean so it, it, it wasn't like I I surprised him by coming in. It was like, he's obvious that he knew I would. He was prepared. Yeah. So like, it wasn't out of the, yeah. I, and I prefaced it by saying like his house was clean. So it's not like I caught the guy off guard. Right. So I go in to use the bathroom. Like, and I'm thinking, oh, this house is so clean and lovely. Like tick, great sign. Awesome. Go into the bathroom, looks super clean. I lift up the lid of the toilet to go to the toilet. And there is this massive floating shit. <laughs> Like the biggest shit I've ever seen yeah. in the toilet. And I was just like, <laughs> like stepped back and almost fell over. <laughs> and was just like, that is rank. And it just turned me off massively. Like the guy didn't stand a chance after that. I was just like, no. Nah. Did you still go on the date or did you just bail? I still went on the date and like played along with it. But then afterwards I was like, yeah. And I just said, oh, thanks. But, you know, not really feeling it. But it, it was over the minute I saw that shit. I was going to say I'd be put off by like skid marks in the toilet, let alone an actual floating Well, that's shit. right. Like it was very confronting. Holy shit. And then, God, there's, there's some doozies. But then there was another one where I went on this date with a guy who he was like Lebanese and I didn't at the time realize he was religious, which isn't normally an issue for me. While I identify as an, athe- as an atheist, I don't judge people for their you know faith and if they practice they want to practice whatever they want to practice then like that's good on them that's fine Mm. I have an issue when they uh put it on you on you or judge you but anyway this guy as we were sort of chatting more and more um I got the vibe that he was quite religious and then we somehow got into the topic of my dad passing away and he basically said without taking a breath that my dad must have been a bad person because God doesn't take good people Oh. He must have done, he must have done something bad. So he needed to pay for his sins basically. And I was just like, what? And I was just gobsmacked. And I, oh I just, my God. and I'm angry at myself because I was, is quite young at the time. And I think I was just so taken aback that I didn't That's know how. That's shocking. Yeah. Like yeah. And I didn't know how to react. And I just, I should have just stormed out and 
I just kind of froze and didn't, this is went on with a date, I think. And when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I'd like thrown my fucking wine at his face and made a huge scene. But that's the beauty of hindsight, right? I just don't understand how that makes any sense. Because based on that logic, people who are in, you know, air quotes, good people mm. would be fucking immortal. Look, there's no logic in religion for me anyway. So it was unsurprising that this guy said this because none of religion is just a complete contradiction in itself. So it, none of it was surprising to me, but I just thought, wow, the hide fucking hell. I'm I mean, so sorry. That's- no, God. I mean, this, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, but I'm sure that uh, doesn't even scratch the surface of some of the bad date stories other people out there have had. I'm guessing you've had a few, Rav. Yeah, look, I, I have for sure. But the one that sticks out to me the most, which was the most recent, was this guy that I met online. Did I tell you about this guy, Ella? He was the athlete. I'm not going to say what sport he played. Oh, yep, yep, yep. This guy started liking a few of my posts on Instagram and I just assumed it was a bot because he had like a verified account. You know, these people do this shit just to get like more followers and stuff like that. So I kind of just ignored it. You know, it turned out that he wasn't a bot because he ended up sliding into my DMs and we were chatting for a little bit and he ended up setting a date in the city zephyr it's like a rooftop bar i don't know what kind of like cuisine they've got sounds nice yeah really really nice venue right so we met up he was training because he was an athlete and (laughs) i wish you guys could see my face when i was saying the word athlete but anyway i get there um we were going to be walking to zephyr from like where i met him wasn't too long of a walk but oh my god this was the longest walk of my life because he was so obnoxious he just kept trying to make jokes with random people along the way his jokes were not funny and then we got to this venue and he skipped the queue to get in which I was again just mortified like I hate (gasps) when people do that because you know the whole do you know who I am fucking shebang stop it I know (sighs) and people must have recognized him because as we were walking in it felt like everyone was looking at us and this wasn't even like I could have you know put two and two together if it was the queue that we'd skipped because they were probably like fuck these guys but this was you know people who were already in the venue and we'd walked in and people were like looking at him and this guy walked up to him who I'm assuming was like the venue manager the venue manager the whole time we were there was just third wheeling us and then I realized that he was actually at this venue to scope it out for like an event that one of his friends was going to be hosting. What? Did the classic kill two birds with one stone approach? I'll take this chick out on a date and I'm going to scope this venue out for my event later as well. At this point, I'm literally just trying to scull my drink so I can get the fuck out of there. The venue manager walked away for like two seconds and we've started to have a bit of a conversation at that point. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's like starting to redeem himself a little bit. And then he pulls his phone out and basically starts vlogging on his Instagram story. <laughs> and I was just like, do not post me on your story. Cause he was about to do the whole, like, you know, oh, like turn fuck. the phone around oh. so like you could see who was, who he was sitting next to. I was like, don't put me in your story. Not that anyone knows who I am, but I don't want that life. No. That's the whole reason I was so skeptical about him in the first place. And 
I think he could tell from my tone that I wasn't like impressed at that point and he yeah. started to backpedal a little bit but yeah I was already off him by that point went to the toilet called myself an uber and just told him that I had to go I left and it was the longest two fucking hours of my life oh my god he was for the next few weeks it was his birthday coming up or something and he was again having some massive party somewhere and he just kept asking me to come to this party and I was like no I just stopped responding to his messages I just eventually I think he like unfollowed me isn't it that like that pang you get within the first couple of minutes of a date knowing that you have to go through the fucking well you don't have to sorry you don't have to go through the (laughs) through the whole night if you, you know, you, everyone should leave if they want to leave. But it's just that awful feeling of going, oh God, here we go. And I'm just stuck with this guy for the next couple of hours. I know. It's so bad. Oh, so bad. Horrific. But I know we got a few good ones on our Instagram page. Ella, did you have any that you wanted to share? Yes, we got a couple of really, um, really funny ones. I mean, well, funny now. We can laugh about it now. We had one from one of our female listeners who basically said she went on a date. Besides the fact that he he catfished her and he looked about 10 years older than his profile, he didn't stop talking the whole time and didn't ask her one question. Oh, God. Then during the one time that she was speaking and she was mid-sentence, he got distracted by another girl walking into the pub. He fully broke conversation and stopped to look her up and down, like leaning and everything. What? Yeah. This person says that she just kept talking and he kept staring at this girl. So eventually she just got up and walked out of the pub and he was running. He went running after her and basically said, I had such a great time. Can I see you again? Like, what the fuck? Read the room, dude. I mean, I guess if you have that such lack of self-awareness that you would actively check out a girl while you're on a date. But what a shocker. I mean. That's terrible. That's so terrible. If you're going to check a girl out, go for it, but just try and be subtle. I mean. I think it's, you know, it's it's ignorant of us to say that people don't notice attractive people, right? Whether you're in a relationship oh, or not, you're going to yeah. notice someone who's attractive, but don't be a dick about it. Well, like, you know, you're na- your eyes naturally drawn to people who, you know, it's science. You're naturally drawn to people who have symmetrical faces and people mm. who have symmetrical faces are by definition beautiful, right? So you are going to be, you are, they're going to catch your eye. You're very symmetrical, right? Rav's just doing a bit of a a side profile right now so yeah exactly they are going to catch your eye but just try not to make it so obvious is is all I will say anyway Rav what what stories do you have all right so I, I had a good one this was actually from somebody overseas an American listener sent this one in so he went on a date to a fancy restaurant he showed up early but his date had already gotten there before him and like, I don't know, they must have showed her to the bar while she was waiting. So she ordered a bottle of Dom. That's 450 US dollars. Fuck off. Yeah. She offered him a glass. Not like, hey, let's go split seas. Offered him a glass of of Dom and then he ended up paying for the whole bottle. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, my God. Apparently, like, when they finally sat down at the table, she kind of, like, started showing, like, erratic behaviours. And when she went to the bathroom, the restaurant manager came over to them, sorry, over to him and was like, yeah, he, I think he was trying to indicate, hey, you guys need to, like, settle down. Anyway, when she got back to the table, he realised that she was on pills. <laughs> <laughs> Like popping pingers on a date. Christ. And he pulled the plug at that point. 
he then paid $975 for the bill. Oh my God. I just couldn't. The audacity to be like, you pay for me. I do think that if somebody's asking you out on like a proper date, I want to take you out to dinner. Sure. You know, Mm. for example, when I'm going out on dates with guys, firstly, I very rarely will want to go on a dinner date straight off the bat. So if we're like just having drinks, I'll do rounds. I don't expect you to pay for the whole thing. I mean, look, I I know there's a lot of girls like you and me who are happy to pay. I, In fact, I insist a lot of the time because I definitely don't want it to ever feel like I'm... You owe them anything. Yeah, I owe them yeah. anything. Exactly. And then I know that, but I certainly know there's a lot of girls who just think that's the way it should be. It's definitely a divisive topic, but I think as we you know move on as a society, I think it's very normal for people to split the bill. Jesus Christ, that's that poor guy. He's one of the, sounds like he's one of the good ones. Bless him. Yeah. We've got, I've got another one from a female listener who says she was once on a date with a guy who asked for the waitress's number in front of her. He said he wanted to take her out for a drink because he got a vibe. (laughs) Wait, wanted to take the waitress out for a drink? Yes. While he's already on a date? He's on a date (gasps) with this girl. The waitress comes over to serve them, obviously, and he asked her if he could take her out for a drink because he got a vibe. Apparently he even tried to kiss this girl after the date. The waitress or? No, the the girl he was on the date with. Um, What the fuck? So Again, just a total case of someone not reading the room. That is wild. Guys, I'm sorry, but like, actually, wait, let me, let me tell you one more story. I feel like we need to even it out because I don't want guys to feel like we're shitting on them. So let me tell you one more story about a girl. And then I think, We'll wrap up the episode. This listener went on a date with a fellow wine fan and they met on Bumble. So they agreed to meet at a wine bar. They did several flights of wine. I'm assuming that's like wine tasting and ordered some food to sober them up. They obviously went home together. Love that for them. Getting it in. (laughs) Um, When they woke up the next day, he woke up to her putting a towel on the bed and he was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why are you putting a towel down? She was like, I've actually peed the bed. And then had the audacity to ask him to cuddle after that. In the in the peed bed. Oh my god! What the fuck? Look, I don't want to judge anyone because I know that people do like lose, you know, control down there when they're really drunk and asleep. It's quite common for guys, apparently. Can't say that that's ever happened to me or that I've experienced anyone else peeing in my bed. But I remember that I went on a date with this guy once, and he was like a ten out of ten. This guy, absolute babe. I went to the bathroom and. I was trying to pee so quietly. I was so conscious of like my peeing and he did the loudest fart I've ever heard. And Ooh. instantly I was like off him and totally. I never saw him again. I, and look, I'm not trying to shame anyone for farting. I get it. It's a bodily function. But if you've only just met the person and you've just totally. let one rip, he did not hold back. I know. It's like, it's the same thing with the fucking shit that I walked in on. I'm like, <laughs> this is, I, I absolutely recognize that this is very like normal and they're all part of, as you said, normal bodily functions and whatnot. You, you, You've got to keep the mystique at the beginning for as long as you can before I see your shit and hear your farts. Oh, God. Well, on that note, 
I think that's all we've got time for today. Sorry to leave you on a shitty note, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you are enjoying the podcast, feel free to jump online and give us a five-star rating. We love hearing from you guys, so please send through any topic suggestions you want us to cover for next week's episode, and we'll be happy to add it in. Until we chat next week, please take care, and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.